On today's episode of Chasing the Hustle, we have on Papa Stanmis. Not 100% sure how to pronounce it. I'm like horrible with names or just, I guess, you know, even like profile names or I, I don't even know. But he's going to be on our 33rd ever episode of Chasing the Hustle. And he's actually a new friend of mine. We've actually been doing little YouTube talks every week. We just chit chat with each other about YouTube for like a couple hours, you know, help each other with our channels and everything. And he honestly has a really interesting outlook on youtube itself and how to end up becoming the top creator and also he's been creating content for like over 12 years he's been doing this for a very long time so he does have a lot of experience the channel that we looked at today that isn't even his first ever channel um he mainly did uh twitch live streaming in the past and now he does YouTube. But um, yeah, it's really interesting stuff. Um, I'm really lo looking forward to having him on because I know you guys are definitely going to find a lot of stuff about him extremely interesting. Yeah, John. Um, I did a good dive into his YouTube channel. He's super funny. has some great reactions because he does a lot of reactions for his YouTube. Um, I'm just looking forward to meeting this guy and asking him a few questions. You know, hopefully have a good conversation. And let's not waste any time and let's just bring him on. Alrighty. Well, welcome Stan onto the podcast. I really do appreciate you taking some time out of your day to come onto the podcast and chat with us today. Yes, glad to be here. Let's talk content. All right. So one thing we like to do um, with the new podcast guest, we like to do an icebreaker. So I have a would you rather here for us. Oh, okay. Um, yep. Um, would you rather have the ability to move things with your mind or the ability to teleport anywhere in the world? Hmm. If I could just use teleportation powers right now, because I'm kind of craving a Red Bull. I didn't get one, but I already had one, so I'm not going to do it. But I would totally use that right now to get a Red Bull. Sugar-free. Oh, I like yeah, how you, I like how you changed that up, Trey. I swear, I thought you were gonna say, uh, "What was the other one? Read people's minds or move things yep. with your mind?" Yeah, 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 no, I would love teleportation. I would love that. I think teleportation is the best, like, quote unquote, superpower anyone. Can oh have. yeah, yeah, Heck but yeah. like, yeah. but beer fetching, you know, on a whole nother level. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Never like, thought of so, that. So, yeah, you can go anywhere, but you can go anywhere even without that power, technically. It just takes longer. costs money. But, mm -hmm. you know, so I don't personally, I'm like, you know, I'd sacrifice that because I could do that anyways, just the slower, normal person way. Mm -hmm. And uh, go for the, the levitation with my mind. I think that would be dope. Can you bring people with you if you teleport? I guess, you know what? We're getting too deep into it. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, can you bring things with you? <laughs> you teleport and you land somewhere naked, you know? <laughs> Hello, everybody. I would say whatever's yeah. on your person and anything you hold. So if you can hold a person, then sure. Okay. But it has to, you know, you have to like, bear them. like you gotta like go full like interlock ropes, you know? Yeah. Only half of them shows up. Oh. oh. <laughs> that would really make me regret choosing that power well just don't take anyone with you yeah yeah but then oh, i think it'll be no great fun. for sports reasons sports like, 
yeah, sports, you know, play football, throw it, catch it to yourself. Oh, that just, that just sounds lonely now, but oh, damn. <laughs> Man thinks of playing football by himself. <laughs> I'm open. I'm open. <laughs> I didn't even think about it like that, but okay, okay, all right, all right. So Stan, um, since you're new on the podcast, um, for someone you know who doesn't know you, how did you originally stumble into the space of content creation? Um, well, I'm pop Stanimus on primarily YouTube, but I'm on everything. And I always wanted to do this. I, I remember making like montage gaming videos before YouTube even existed. I still have some of them. And I was I looked back at those. And I'm like, damn, if I would have just kind of stuck with that, I could have been one of the first ahead of the game. But I, I never expected something like YouTube to happen. I just thought that that was a cool concept. And uh, life took me a different way. With con, uh, you know, like took me away from content, uh, but I think I needed to do some other things. I built a couple of companies and went into the military and I, I did a bunch of stuff that kind of shaped me as a person. But I always I ended up circling back to content uh, after I sold my last company. And uh, I, I had planned on doing that. I was like, after I sell this company, I'm, you know, I bought a house with a full this whole this big room that I can have as a studio plenty of space to shoot stuff. Uh, and at the time I was mostly interested in doing Twitch streaming. I didn't really think about doing YouTube. I just liked the idea of gaming and like uh, building an audience around that, building a community. And I'm really good at building things. So I was like hundred percent, I'm going to be able to do that. And yeah, it's just kind of uh, uh, happened over time because I realized uh, the power of content, you know, like the, you could build a big community from it. So I, I was just kind of pulled to it. And through Twitch streaming, I, I decided that I just wanted to get like really good at this and understand from like the, the biggest perspective you can of how all this works and uh, realize that Twitch is like a lake. And there's this other platform, YouTube, that is like all the oceans. And I realized I, uh, although I had gotten really good at live streaming and entertaining, and I found that really fun, and it was uh, hard to walk away. I had to walk away from that to go uh, take a chance over on YouTube, and um, just like I approached Twitch, and I'm like, of course I'm going to win at this. I'm going to, you know, from zero viewers, I was like, I know I'm going to have people watch this show, and and make money from it, and I I took that same intensity and proven track record. Now it's like, well, if I could build up build up a you know, a pro career on Twitch, I could do it on YouTube. Um, and the more I studied YouTube, the easier uh, I found YouTube to be than Twitch. So I've just grown exponentially even bigger, uh, bigger, bigger body of water for me to play in. So, um, and I, I, I went from 10,000 YouTube subs that was built up over years uh, to 600 and something thousand as of the time of recording this in about six months um just because i studied the algorithm and started and i had an aha i'm like oh so this is how you get views on youtube and and i just started building around that concept right. and uh so that's where i'm at now and i feel like uh although i'm pretty good and i could build up multiple channels at this point i know that i'm barely scratching the surface and i can get way better you know so i'm just that's why i like to have these conversations because I just want to be 
better at understanding how this works so I can make better stuff that goes further. And uh, yeah, I feel like YouTube right now is the, it's, there's no better time to get into it. Like if you, some people feel like it's too late, but it's the opposite. It's just getting bigger and it's easier to get views. So there's more tools, there's more ecosystem that they're developing. So it's just like, this is a better time to start than in the past. Um, I mean, sooner is, is more fun, but now is there's all the tools are great. So that's, that's what got me into it. I just, I just like, I've always liked it as a kid. It was just something that I wanted to do before I even knew this world would exist and, uh, lived a life and then circled back to it somehow. And here I am and I love it. It's a dream job. That's awesome. Um, for just for the audience, um, I know you didn't go over this, but um, what was the time period which you like first started streaming on Twitch? And then what was the time period from when you transitioned from Twitch to YouTube? Um, I started streaming on Twitch from my PlayStation 4 in my office that was above my business, a manufacturing company. I had this nice like apartment up there, essentially. Mm-hmm. And after work, I uh, um, I started streaming Final Fantasy X HD remaster. It came out on PS4 and big Final Fantasy fan. And I uh, was streaming the game just to check out the feature. I was like, what is this feature? And um, I that's how I found out what Twitch was. And then from there, I I started getting viewers right away. Like I I I got. Uh, hundreds of viewers just out of nowhere. And I didn't even know what Twitch was. I, I didn't have a uh, a donation button or a bot or anything. Like the chat started teaching me all the stuff I had to do. Uh, something I just got lucky and something happened. I think maybe since I was streaming from my PlayStation um, to Twitch, there was some sort of like connection there and I was featured on the PlayStation. So anyone that had Final Fantasy, if they're in their the UI, they w- it would be like, hey, here's a recommended stream. And I was just kept getting recommended every day when I streamed Final Fantasy. And um, I quickly realized when people were showing up, I'm like, I need to entertain these people. So my initial idea is like, let's get annihilated. You know, we'll get super drunk and do wacky shit. And like every time someone would follow and put on a jacket or something, you know, I just started doing wacky stuff without even ever seeing anyone else's stream. Uh, and that was 2015. And uh, 2017, I sold the company in November. And then um, I was fully set up with the studio here in this home at the beginning of 2018. That's when I started streaming. And in about six months, I went full time. Uh, My definition of full time would be minimum wage in the area that you're living in. So if you can achieve minimum wage through your efforts on Twitch, I consider that pretty professional, uh, even at, you know, it's a low level. Uh, So I was able to achieve that in six months from finding a, a niche in uh, hosting PUBG customs, custom King. Um, and then 2021, I kept that up. I was doing really well. Uh, but I, the more I studied the world of content creation, the more aware I was becoming, I was realizing how much time I'm wasting by uh, streaming on Twitch. And I considered trying to build yourself up as a creator, starting as a streamer, as one of the most difficult and less likely ways for anything good to happen. And it's essentially a time vampire. So um, the way Twitch works is the more you 
stream, the better off you do. That's why all the top streamers have such high hours. When you're not live, someone else is, and the audience's attention is shifted away from you to them. So the more you're live, the better you do. And it's just um, not good. It's not sustainable long-term, especially if you're trying to build a business. So now my focus is on making content that goes viral via videos. And then if I feel like streaming, I'll go live and hundreds of people will show up. But um, I've also come to a realization that when I go live, that's time that I could be spent making videos that make money. And when I'm live, the donations and all that kind of stuff are not uh, equivalent to what I would make by taking that time and just making a video. So it's, mm -hmm. I see live streaming even now that I'm bigger as a cost. So I only do it if like I'm in the mood and I just and I feel satisfied that I was productive that day and I'm in the mood for it. And it's just as a fan service. So I'll, I'll do it. I think the last time I went live was like a month and a half ago when I used to stream five days a week, eight hours. So yeah, I used oh, to wow. like full, full time it. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, and it's, I transitioned slowly um, for people that are like, man, I'm stuck on Twitch. Like I can't get away from it. Cause if you stop doing Twitch, you, your channel starts to get smaller. Your viewership shrinks. Like you get um, penalized by not being live. So uh, I stream five days a week. I took one day off uh, Wednesdays. So I started streaming four days a week so I can have one day to focus on making YouTube videos and studying and stuff like that. Plus, I did uh, everything I could on the weekend as well to try and make stuff. Mm -hmm. I had a really hard time at the beginning trying to figure out what I wanted to do exactly. The best thing I ever did was just kind of look at some other channels and things that they were doing. And I was like, hey, I think that looks cool. Like, I uh, I really like this channel, Esports Talk. They they kind of fell off because their hosts had a disagreement and the, their main dudes left and they're the ones with all the viewers. So the channel uh -huh. died. But when Jake Lucky was there with Hunter, I was watching this show just pop up out of nowhere and they were just talking about esports stuff and Twitch stuff. And I, I liked the way it was like, you know, they had this cool visuals and tempo with the music and, and energy with it. And I was like, hey, I could try and do something like that. Um, so I, I decided to put a show together called The Feed where I was going to um, not cover necessarily the same subjects because I, I'm not a big uh, esports expert, but anything like Twitch, pop culture, stuff like that that's online, I was covering. And um, eventually that led to me being a, a reaction YouTuber because I would, it's just, yeah, I just started somewhere. I made a mm -hmm. couple hundred episodes of the feed trying to get SEO traffic through search on YouTube. So if people are trying to get search views, on YouTube, uh, you know, you could, I was playing that game cause I learned about it through my studies and I was like, let's try it. It started working. I built my channel up to about 10 K. Um, but then I started doing reactions and shorts and that's when I really started going viral and the feed died, uh, and a, a bunch of other ideas that I tried to, um, just to see what would work. And yeah, I just ended up following the results. Now I'm a, I never thought I'd be a reaction YouTuber, but, mm -hmm. uh, it started working. So I decided, okay, I'm going to get good at doing this. I'll, I'll be one of the best reaction YouTubers that I could possibly be. I'm going to take it serious. So I'm, and I'm still pushing myself to try and just like make the best reactions I can. I'm only getting better at it. it there's actually a lot more that goes into making a good one that makes people feel satisfied when they watch it than people think. It's not just turn it on and go and react. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit more to it, but yeah, that's the, that, 2021 was the year I decided I'm I need to wind down from Twitch. Went started 
I took a day out of the out of the week and then eventually I took another day. And then at one point I was at one stream a week on Twitch and just all my time was going to YouTube. So the money I started to lose from Twitch was balancing out over on YouTube and I was already a YouTube partner. So I didn't have to do that partner push. Um, mm -hmm. So it was pretty seamless for me. Uh, it, it wasn't as risky. Uh, and in fact, if I if I could go back and do it over again, I would have just told myself, just turn off Twitch. Literally just turn it off. Just never go back online until your YouTube is in proper order because uh, mm. it could have grown even faster. Uh, so every moment I spent on Twitch was wasted time, um, except for the the skills that I developed over the years of you know being comfortable in front of the mic and the camera and entertaining people, all that. Uh, you know, that's that has a lot of value. But the the time end versus reward, um, it, it pales in comparison to uh, video content on these other platforms, especially YouTube. Yeah, definitely. Well, when it comes to you making all your YouTube videos and everything, how do you find the videos that you want to react to? So I get asked that question a lot. A better way to... Uh, uh, the way I've basically come up with answering that is if there's a place on the internet where these videos can be found, I have that at my disposal. So it's like, where don't I get the videos from is a better question. I get them from anywhere and everywhere so I can get the video. Um, okay. Every platform, every all of them, that's where I get them from. Uh, sometimes I'll find it on one platform. Sorry to, to mess up your transition. No, that's all right. It's all right. Sometimes I'll get it from one platform. But I'll like, that's not the original though. Where's the original? So I'll go track down where the original is. So like one platform where I find it originally will isn't necessarily where I'm getting it because I want I want to get the best quality version of the video if I can. Um, for, for certain things, like I have a Laugh You Lose series, sometimes you want them to be like uploaded and downloaded a thousand times so they look like shit because it just makes it funnier. Something mm -hmm. about the quality uh, of those does really well, but um, when it's like, if it's like a Karen or something like that, I want to show off, I'm going to the, uh, you know, a lot of those usually originate on TikTok, but they'll, they'll get reposted all over the place. So it's kind of easy to find something that's going viral. Um, mm -hmm. it's a, it, it, that's a big part of the, of my day is, um, searching the internet for the best stuff. I'll find a ton of things. And then I kind of have to, to use my best judgment and pick and choose what I think would go the most viral and make my audience the most satisfied. Okay, so what I was gonna say is, um, do you have any any like submissions where fans be like, "Oh, I want you to react to this" or something? Do you watch those as well, or is it only mm -hmm. stuff you pick? Yeah, I let people submit stuff, but a lot of the time, uh, I've already reacted to it, and they just aren't aware, so I'll just send them the video. Like, hey, I got you on that one. Thanks for the tip, though. Uh, I have a Discord where people can submit stuff, but for the most part, I would say like ninety nine percent of all the submissions are just not good enough. So. Ah. Um, yeah, I'm just better at knowing what's going to work. And, but I'll, I, I do like when people DM me on social media, different viewers and stuff from wherever or on the discord, I'll take a look at stuff. And there's been a few times where I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. And I'm going to use it. Uh, like one viewer, it, it was his video. He has a dash cam video of, um, this guy like ran the stop sign and just like went in front of him in like a parking lot or something while he was going. So he honked at the guy and the guy got all pissed off. He gets out of the car. And he's a big muscle dude. And he's like, what? Right. And, uh, and the dude's like, 
He's like, that's right, mother effer. Get the F back. And the dude's like, whoosh, just like turns right around. Right. And he's like, yeah, so this happened. And I was like, what? Um, so, and he's like, you can make a video out of it. So I did. And then that went viral. And then a ton of other, all the dash cam channels, they like all took that video and they all did their, added it to their compilations or what all this, you know, all that stuff that they do. And, but, uh, so that was one where, uh, it came from a viewer. It was dope. It was his actual video and I was first to uploading it. So when times like that, and I'm like, Ooh, yeah, like you guys have a video that you shot. If like, if the viewer shot the video, those are the most likely for me to react to, especially if it's good. But usually it's, it's really like people are kind of nervous when there's a, a Karen or something crazy happening. So they don't want to like go get in like me. I'm going to be like all up. I'll be the most annoying person. I'm like, this is going on fucking YouTube. (laughs) I'll get up in there. Um, but most people aren't an a-hole like I am and they, they're, they usually will stay back and stay out of it. Uh, um, so the videos don't come out that good with Mm -hmm. the missions. Have you ever thought about like hiring someone to kind of take your place to like look for viral content for you? Yeah. Um, if somebody can do it good enough and uh, it wasn't too expensive, then I would totally do that. Um, that's something that takes up a lot of my time and I need to free that time. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I could get someone to do it like with me, but I haven't really pursued that that much, but that is something I've thought about. Uh, the first thing I did was hire when I, when I was making enough money, it was hire an editor mm-hmm. so I can get my long forms out uh, mm-hmm. without me having to edit those. Cause it's annoying. I've been editing a lot of years, but it's just uh, my my program crashes all the time. And and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, dude, I could be like looking for stuff, new stuff to react to, putting together a new video. So, yeah, I do need to free up my time on that at some point. That's one of the bottlenecks of my time. What do you edit on? I use Sony Vegas, um, but I was thinking about because uh, I'm, I'm getting some good paychecks right now. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy one of those those new Macs and get the, and get final cut pro on it. That thing's never going to crash. It's like proprietary Apple editing software on their hardware, like built around it. It's the reason why Sony Vegas and premier crash on everyone's computers. Cause everyone has a different set of hardware and, mm-hmm. and all different setups. So the Apple version mm-hmm. that just won't ever crash. So, and, and I can be mobile. I could take a camera with me. I can start having different backgrounds. I think that would be interesting. Uh, I focus a lot on having stuff for people to look at in my videos to distract yeah. them. It makes them watch it twice, you know? Yeah. See, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't stand when it comes to, you know, the Apple computers, like back in high school, we used to use them in our video production class. And I literally specifically requested a freaking windows computer. So I was like one of the only people in my AV production class, uh, editing videos on windows. Um, but I don't know. I, I use Premiere and I, I never really have like crashing problems. Um, I hear Vegas is good, but I, I never got it. The, the one thing that I like about Vegas is that I believe it's a, like a one-time fee that you have to pay. It's not yeah. like a membership like Adobe. But Yeah, it, I, I, uh, I know how to use all of them. I know how to use Premiere. I know how to use Vegas. I, I don't know how to use the Apple one. 
I just mm. want something that is just solid. Doesn't, you know, I'll learn how that one works. Uh, it's mostly, um, it's, I don't know. I've just always had crashy problems with Sony Vegas and I, I like it because I know how to use it. I've been using it for a lot of years, 10 years now, over yeah. 10 years. And, uh, it, and it's, it just makes sense to me when I use Sony Vegas, uh, for shorts, I, that, you know, since they're so small, I don't really have a whole lot of crashing problems. It's usually with bigger projects. So I just, um, I just keep using it mm. and, uh, eventually I'll get that that uh the mac and and just you know it will only be for editing you know that's really it's just just editing and whatever other tasks need to get done for making the videos it would very it would very specifically be work purpose and i'll write it off too because these things are like eight nine thousand dollars heck yeah bro yeah oh yeah which one are you looking at getting whatever the new the new good mac is the big big fat one (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay, okay. big fat one all the features decked i went on there i'm like okay that's like you know damn near ten thousand like dollars but i'm gonna do eight, it nine thousand yeah. yeah no i i want to get a, a macbook pro the, their laptops yeah that's what I, yeah, yeah that's what i want to get the laptop the best badass yeah. laptop oh huh. man I, yeah i looked at then those i could cause... go portable right you could take it anywhere yeah. you have a, a camera set up and you could just shoot with this thing anywhere um well, so that's the other thing is the portability well, it depends well. on your camera because I heard their built-in cameras are at 1080p, 30 or 60 frames. So they got some good cameras on them too. Yeah, true. I'd have to look at. I might not even need a camera. I could just use the the laptop itself. That would be sick. Just go anywhere and you're you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably get like a Go XLR with it. You know, a USB. One of those like Elgato, whatever's. Like I hear those are pretty good. They sound pretty good. So. I wouldn't have to have this and a mixer and stuff. I could just have like keep it as portable as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No. I completely get your side, but I I do I deal a lot with photos. My my current laptop can't handle anything, so I do all my yeah. editing on my iPad, and I get okay. occasional crashes there. Yeah, that'd be frustrating for sure. Yeah. No, I. If I get caught dead editing on an Apple computer, I would like you guys to respectfully put me down. I will never. I will never. I will never. Why not edit on any, all of the tools, you know? They're, all the tools are at your disposal. It doesn't have to be just one. I like Premiere too much to betray it like that. And right I like I like the compatibility of, of Windows versus Apple. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I use an iPhone, so I just... I don't know. I'm not so crazy about their computers. That's just I've got me. an extra iPhone. Um, something happened with like I was trying to do the upgrade program, and they didn't take my old one. Is big annoying mess. But I instead of just being like, well, I guess I don't have an iPhone, or I have an extra iPhone for no reason. I uh, recently started uploading to Facebook Reels because uh-huh. like the the amount they pay is insane per, for views. Like it, you know, you you get hundreds of dollars for less than a hundred thousand views. It's really high. It's, it's the high, it's higher CPM than anything I've ever gotten on my long forms on YouTube. And, uh, so I started, so this phone is just dedicated solely for that Facebook account and, uh, also Instagram for these shorts to get uploaded about my whole backlog going up on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
uh, I just got the first paycheck too. It's all automatic. You don't even have to claim it or anything. It just comes in automatically. Oh, yeah, right into the nice. account. Yeah. So uh, I actually have my my wife. So she's carrying the phone. I'm like, hey, you can keep all the money that it makes up until uh, your side of the mortgage and car payment, and then I'll take the rest. Right. And she's like, hey, that's cool. All I got to do is I showed her how to upload it. And she's like, this is the easiest money I've ever made. I'm like, hey, you know, you can have everything up until that. And then I'd take the rest. So we're just, you know, uploading to Facebook. And that's what that phone's sole purpose is, uh, which is if I had a Mac, its sole purpose would be for uh, mobile editing. Like if I'm editing here, I'm still going to use Sony Vegas because I'm right here. It's, it's easier than setting up the laptop. Laptop would be for being able to get out of the studio and still make my content. You think you would see yourself being out of the studio and still filming videos like that? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Uh, easily. Cause I could just like travel and then mm. I can, I could just shoot it's reaction videos, you know, and I could shoot whatever and uh, uh, either I edit it or I could send it to an editor. So yeah, it, it for shorts, I just don't see the point sending it to an editor because it the the longest part is uploading it. It's not even editing it. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. So that's like yeah, up, the uploading procedure is more time consuming. So it's, it just doesn't make sense um, with how easily I, I make my shorts quickly and easily. Yeah. It's it's just it's finding the right. Uh, I spend more time thinking about what I want to say or trying to find some jokes to crack or, or trying to think about what the vibe of the viewers are going to be. than I do actually shooting and editing the video. That's the easiest part. Like I got, uh, I ask a lot of questions before I put it up. Like, how are they going to react to this? What is the, what is the general comments going to be? If I upload this video, I try and think what the comments are going to be. It helps me title it and, and figure out, what I'm going to say in the video helps me make it better. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that takes way more time than the editing part for shorts. So I'll probably be always be editing my own shorts unless my channel goes mega, mega big, where it's like literally that's my time is too valuable to even edit shorts. But until then, like it's not even close. So yeah. I'll just do it myself. Yeah, honestly, um, I I know YouTube has been saying that they were that right now they're kind of working out a more like practical way to monetize shorts because like mm -hmm. the YouTube shorts fund isn't well, it isn't intended to be like the permanent solution. They want to find, you know, something to kind of take its place. Mm -hmm. I'm curious on what that's going to end up looking like, like um, income wise and then. Do you feel I think like it's going to be uh, streamlining the brand deals through the through the app of YouTube? So you know how you can, as a creator, you could sign up all these different sites that try and find you brand deals. Uh, you know, basically automatically, it's all through mm -hmm. like a system. I mm -hmm. think they're going to do the same thing uh, on YouTube. Like it's going to be built in, and it's not only going to be for shorts, but it'll be for long forms as well. So you can connect certain products to your videos and make sales through it. And I think that's what they're trying to do because they are working on that feature right now. And that's the obvious thing for people to make tons of money from shorts uh, without ad rev, without there being ads played on them. Because the, the thing about shorts is that it's a gray area with copyright. 
mm-hmm. uh, it's it's not worth fighting legally if there's no advertising money being made from that content. So that's how TikTok and YouTube and all these sites are able to play around that problem is by, well, fine, we just don't monetize those videos in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so the answer would be attaching products to it uh, in a different way. You know, it's like you're making the sales with a call to action kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that that that's what I've been thinking about for a while, too. Like, how, how would they do something like that? Yeah. And it would really only be like something like that that could really take its spot. Because, like you said, with the whole ad thing, that, that just wouldn't work. And the, the funny thing with this as well is that, you know, the whole big thing with copyright, you know, they don't want you using copyrighted music and stuff like that. And, you know, if you do it on a long form video on YouTube, you'll lose all the ads for the video. And the thing that I find so funny is that now there is musicians paying content creators to use their music in their TikToks. Yeah. Yeah. Because it makes that music go go viral and <laughs> it, it equals music sales. So the ecosystem is maturing. You know, it's, it's interesting to see. Right. And it's kind of funny at the same time. I would love for it to be like that, too, on YouTube as well, you know, for your long form videos. Mm -hmm. Use their music in there. I mean, I just find it funny how it just did like a full 360 like that. But yeah, that's the way it goes. The the market matures. TikTok made uh, some big waves saying, hey, here's a completely from the ground up different way of operating a video platform that makes money. And, uh, uh, yeah, like there are bands that are making tons of money because their song is used in viral TikToks, you know, it's like, like different, different trends and whatever I, I see it happen all the time. It's a, a lot of, uh, smaller artists. If I was a musician, um, cause, and I used to be in the music industry as a radio guy. Uh, if I was a musician, the modern day way to get attention to your music would be to, uh, making music that goes viral on TikTok through trends. That's what I would, I would focus all of my energy figuring out how to uh, harness that, that power and get my music going viral that way. And um, uh, a really good example of that would be Lil Nas X uh, when he did the Old Town Road song. The way he, he got that song popular was by making a bunch of Red Dead Redemption 2 memes with his music. So he was the one making all those videos initially and posting them on Reddit and stuff. And uh, and his memes were going viral and people were like, what's this goofy song? It's catchy though, you know? And it's a good song. Uh, and it, it that's how he did it. It's how, That's literally, so it's grass, is, or what, I don't know what the term is. It's bootstrapping your way there. Like just, if I was a musician, uh, th- this, this is the best time ever to be an independent musician because of how, uh, awesome these tools are that are at your disposal to go viral. And, mm-hmm. and I know it's not necessarily a tool, but I see it. I see the feature of TikTok, of music and stuff as a tool, as a, from a business perspective, as a musician, that's, that's how I would, I would apply all my time on, on making that happen. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Are you, I know you, you had told me in the past that you were banned off of TikTok. Oh yeah. Are, yeah. Are are you did you ever create a new account and just get back on it or Yeah. You, oh okay. Yeah. So you you still make TikTok videos. 
I still, I still do. I got banned twice. So I got two accounts over a hundred K and I was like going crazy. I was like, well, that's, that's awesome. Cause I'd never like reached that many followers on something before. And I started uh, figuring out how to go viral and I was like, oh, this is cool. So I started replicating it. Um, uh, the, the first account that went viral, I just did this funny little edit of uh, this Marine. I, t- I saw this clip that had already kind of gone viral elsewhere. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to take that clip and edit it for TikTok. And I'm going to add little speech bubbles using the TikTok tools so I can make it funnier. And the video was already funny without it. It's uh, this this Marine standing out the White House. It's raining and lightning strikes and he jumps. And then he like, nope, he like does this little like half-assed pivot thing that was all like robot, you know, Marine uh, formation stuff. And he uh, basically did the sloppiest about face and opened the door. It was like, nope. And so I just said, uh, when it cracked, his lightning cracked. And then I said, what the F was that? Right. And then he starts spinning and I say, ceremoniously nopes the F out of there. And he walks away. And it was just really funny. And that got like 10 million views in like a day on, on TikTok. And my account blew up. And I was like, holy, you know. And um, it was like four videos after that I got banned because I was already on thin ice by uploading. I was I, I didn't understand their rules and they don't want any videos of anybody getting injured or doing anything dangerous like you will get hit hard or any type of bullying. So mm-hmm. I built up a, that account got banned. I started a second account with the understanding, okay, this account is going to be very focused. I'm going to do Karen videos on this account. And I just started only doing Karen videos and it blew up immediately. And people love my Karen reactions and stuff and they wanted more, but I kept getting hit for bullying because I was making fun of the Karens. Uh-huh. So like there was this one, this one Karen, she got arrested because she didn't want to wear a mask or something. And she was like fighting the cops. And, uh, uh, and she says, I am a woman of God. And and um, so I, I called that one, that TikTok, Karen of God gets arrested. <laughs> you know, and I, I got banned for that. Um, so uh, I have a third account now, which uh, I, I started off. So the first one was Papastanimus, then Papastan is back. And then I did Papastanimus gaming where I'm like, well, if I just do gaming videos strictly, then you know I'll way less likely of getting banned, but I've slowly started uploading some of the other stuff I do too, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm just it's very vetted on what's allowed. TikTok is, has the least amount of content for me, just because of how um, careful I have to be over there. My laugh you lose series, I can't upload those over there. It's too risky. Yeah, like I even those, that. even if you get them from TikTok for a laugh you lose, like you could still get banned. So. Mm-hmm. It's uh, very, very slow over there. I'm not, uh, my new account is like 2000 followers right now just by being so careful. But yeah. I, I have a few videos going viral right now on there. And um, it's just, uh, at the very least, it's more proof that I know how to go viral. Like I could just, I could build up TikTok after TikTok after TikTok all day. And uh, um, so it's a good affirmation you know, throw some gaming stuff up there. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I had a handful of videos like that, that, that were getting taken down by TikTok. And one of the things that I had noticed is it's, it's, I can't, I'm like able to tell on a video that I put up if I'm going to get like striked for it or not. And it mainly has to do with like, like the first handful of hours when the video is going up, if I can tell that the video is not getting pushed enough, um 
that it's going to end up getting taken down for whatever. But if the video takes off right away and gets millions of views, then it's going to be really hard to get taken down because like I've noticed a lot of people have to report that same post. Um, but yeah, like uh, one of my uh, one little series that I had started back a while ago, it was with my little brother because he wanted to be in my videos so I thought, of, you know, it would be hilarious if I stuck him inside the claw machine and we did little skits, you know, and, you know, TikTok, they didn't like that. He was he was in. I danger. saw that on Instagram. Yeah. Like, like I, yesterday or today or something. Yeah. I'm starting that back up again. I'm trying to come up with more um, like ideas on what he could possibly be doing in there. But um, they didn't I mean, like a kid in the machine. Huh? <laughs> yeah. No, they they. uh they're like no the kid's in danger even though he's all i've had videos where he's all happy just playing with the stuffed animals and he's in danger you know yeah don't you know that those claws could literally freaking stab through his head or whatever when they can barely even pick up a stuffed animal i mean i think it's the musically thing like the back in the day with the musically uh drama before they were tiktok they were called musically and there was a bunch of like predators that were like you using tick or musically to find young kids dancing and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, it was a big, it was a big deal. And I think they, you know, that it almost ended the entire company and their really strict policy is something that's kept them going. So they don't have any issues like that going forward. Yeah. Cause if you have a, if you have a kid's account on TikTok, they don't push you at all. You don't get no views. Yeah. You got to lie about your age and then, They'll push you more as long as they just don't find out you're underage. Yeah, because um, I have a good chunk of followers that are kids on my on my videos because I see I see the duets to my TikTok videos and they're just like a little kids just sitting there doing whatever the heck they're doing. Um, and then I click on their accounts and they're always, you know, no followers, but they post a lot of little videos of them dancing. But all the videos are like nine views, ten views. So I'm like, I mean, it makes sense why they do that. They don't push them out like that, but I mean, I guess, I mean, there would still, I guess, possibly be a way for people to find them on the platform. They just won't get pushed like that. Yeah, I actually didn't know that, uh, that the kids accounts would don't get pushed. Uh, but that makes sense, you know, for them to avoid those issues. Yeah. And then you, you got to be over the age of 18 to even be in the creator fund, too. So, yeah. There's that as well. But yeah, no, that, that, that whole thing with TikTok is a mess. Everyone, everyone that we've invited on to the podcast has had some. Sorry, my, my wife just got home. My dogs are getting kind of rowdy. I got so, you. Yeah. We're in a podcast. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I can't have a conversation with you right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, no, a lot of the people that we've invited on, they've all had their own fair share of problems with TikTok. The yeah. main thing is getting banned, but yeah, whatever, uh, dude. Yeah. Like I, 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 it was the first account that I had, uh, <laughs> it was the first account that I had that, you know, got a bunch of followers and stuff like that. But, mm -hmm. uh, um, I, I'm not emotionally attached to my TikTok account at all. 
Yeah, I I only kind of stepped down like what I was doing that was I guess more risky to post on TikTok, and mm-hmm. the only reason why I stopped doing that is just because since I have such a large following on that platform, um, I just use it for brand deals, which is where I make the majority of my income from on TikTok is, you know, brand deals and other things that I decide to promote. That's where all my money really comes from, um, all over on TikTok because the creator fund over there is it's even less than from what I've seen even from YouTube. So yeah, yeah. yeah. The creator fund stuff is not even worth really trying to get anything from like the, the guy to touch an emu. Remember that guy that did the, the drone spinning around and he would dance. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I remember that. One. He made $17,000 from all of those views being the, one of the uh, top 10 most viewed TikToks. Off of that one video or just all his viewership in that time period, all of his viewership. Oh, okay. That yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, yeah. it's such a rip, dude. Like honestly, they're so bad at that. They got to figure that out. It's too saturated, and their fun their fun sucks. Yeah, it does. It's funny because they were the first one to implement that fund. So yeah, and then they got out business. Like Facebook's doing the thirty five thousand per month thing. Like that's mind blowing. How much money they're they're willing to to spend? Like I'm I'm all about the the Facebook reels right now like and it's such a crappy platform too like i try and use it i'm like dude this is not as fun as youtube shorts or or even instagram which is owned by facebook like this is boring mm-hmm. um it's it's so bare bones and as the the uploader as the creator when you're going into the app it's like you hardly have any data on anything yeah so, uh it's funny that that like that is so high paying and it's just because they're being aggressive so they're just getting free videos they're totally cool with it they're like yeah just bring all your stuff that you already made on tiktok bring it right on over here you know Mm -hmm. so nobody needs to go to tiktok to see it we'll just keep their attention here we'll pay for it and uh so tiktok they they got some work to do yeah the only thing that sucks about the whole facebook thing is that they're like extremely selective on who they allow for uh monetization it's not just myself, but I know a couple other people that just they haven't been able to get in even when they like express interest to Facebook. It's yeah. because of the the type of content that they produce. Facebook it has no interest in um, uh, monetizing that type of content, which I mean, what type the of content of, are your friends getting denied for that are big creators? Oh, like one of them, he makes like satire content, but it for someone who doesn't know like what he does it's like his videos are news it's news but he exaggerates everything extremely bad to make it really funny so for so if you don't know that that's what he does some people get really riled up from that yeah interesting okay it's hilarious though i like it and yeah he lo- and then your your content's primarily targeting kids which they don't even have very many of on facebook in the first place Yes, but um, it. Oh wait, we talked about this before. <laughs> I remember the old boomers love watching those same videos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, I there's a good chunk of adults that watch my content, but there's also a good chunk of kids. Um, and the the thing that's hard to tell too is like on YouTube and TikTok, I kind of assume that a good chunk of them are kids, but. Whenever I look through like profile accounts that are subscribed to me or following me, I see a mix of adults and kids. 
And then also when I look at my age demographics on YouTube, it's because people, you know, lie on their account. So I don't really know. You know what I mean? I think it's a lot more accurate than you think. Um, because I I could see the difference depending on the type of content I'm making. So if I do a Karen video, uh, the demographic is going to be mostly like 18 to people in their 50s, uh, mostly mostly male. I would say like 70% male. Um, and if I do a laugh, you lose video that like it's it's showing me mostly kids like this one. It starts going down into like 13 up. When I do laugh, you lose. So I have two different audiences there, and I could see that when I upload these videos. When I look at the stats, so I I don't think that it's as uh, off as it says, or as you might think. Mm. I think it's but, just nice, pr pretty decently accurate with those demos. But then you know what would what would stop you know you getting viewership from a kid that's on their parents' account. Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, it's not so black and white. It's there's going to be a lot of different variables in there for sure. Um, but based off of what I was, I've been able to measure, uh, it is very much younger people who like my laugh you lose. Although there is a lot of adults that like it, the majority is uh, younger people and teenagers. And then uh, for uh karen videos or like any of the crazy freak out type videos i show that's usually older people that like to watch those ones hmm. so there's just a big difference there and um i also notice uh like in my discord for example um when people are joining my discord uh if they're like hey i, I like pop standards as karen videos it's usually someone older and then uh a lot of them that are joining are people joining from the laugh you lose and those are kids so i got all these young kids joining my damn discord uh, and when I find out their kid, I give them a little, little junior role so they can't be annoying. But ah. yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just it's the my data is suggesting uh, very much that the the demographics are are pretty accurate. Hmm. Well, yeah, and then I guess that'll, a good chunk of older people watch my content. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, well, um, it's it you know it makes sense because claw machines are something that everyone has experienced. That's true. It so like it. you know it it applies to more people, and I, I would uh, I'm not trying to lecture you about your channel and your own podcast, but I would just say <laughs> follow the data and see what happens. Uh, uh, create content accordingly. You know, just keep that in mind as you navigate forward. It's like, hey, actually, there are older people that watch this, so maybe you can figure that out. Yeah. Speaking of, um, I don't know where I was going to go with that, but um, I know when it comes to content creation, there is a lot of juicy comments that you get in your comment section. What is the most, okay, no. What is the worst, uh, what is the worst YouTube comment that you've ever seen? I don't know. I don't care I've, if I see stuff and it's like gross or disgusting or racist or whatever. Like, I guess like I, I've seen some racist stuff. Like uh, when I was doing that old series, the feed, I was doing like news stuff. Uh, there was this one guy in Canada that was like blatantly racist to this black DoorDash woman. And mm -hmm. he was really drunk and he was in the middle of the like, driving area the parking lot and blocking her and yelling at her and calling her the n-word and her kid the n-word who was in the car with her and 
and and he was like, yeah, I'm racist and I'm proud of it. And he was saying that. And then like somehow my video got shared to some group somewhere and I just saw lots of racist comments and stuff. But uh, I don't I don't really uh, I don't try to remember any of them, you know, like uh, so uh, to kind of go somewhere uh, a different direction with that question is uh, fuck those guys. Fuck all those stupid (laughs) ass comments. And if there's something you don't want in your comment section, uh, delete it. I'm from Twitch originally. So on Twitch, if someone's being an ass in the chat, you just ban them. Then you don't have to deal with it. YouTube mm-hmm. culture is a little bit different. People like free speech and all that stuff. And it's like, there's no free speech in my comments straight up. I'll say that up front. I'm not going to allow, there is no free speech. If there's something that doesn't belong and it's bad for my community and it's bad for what I'm building here, then uh, it's getting deleted. If it's not good for the channel, hundred um, percent. And uh, it's not like I disagree. Like if I disagree with somebody, what somebody's saying, I'm not going to delete that. It's just stuff. That's not good that, you know, that's not good. Sometimes I'll leave something that's kind of borderline there and let the comments roast that guy. So we could sh- have a show of force with the community and be like, F you dude. Like we're not going to stand for that and leave it there as an example. But usually if it's bad, I delete it and I don't even think about it. It's just gone. You know, if I catch stuff like this, I get so many comments, I can't possibly monitor them all. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's, it's close to like 10 comments per minute on my channel. So that just adds up over time. You can yeah. try and go through. Brittany, what are you doing back there? You're in the video. It's all good. Whatever. <laughs> I don't think she understands. Up. We're doing podcasts. Brittany, come say hi to the podcast. She's on my videos. They love her. So I, I started bringing her in the show for some mm-hmm. reactions just to test it out. And they love her. There she is. So she's not like a content creator or anything, but just, I don't know, like something about her being in the video makes people happier. So (laughs) I, I try to bring her in on stuff where uh, your future replacement. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. She's going to take over the channel. (laughs) Exactly. Channels now. I was thinking about doing couple comedy channel TikToks. You've seen all those on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. And, And take it. So follow trends on TikTok, take them and then put them over on YouTube where they're not being done yet. Mm-hmm. Easy views, easy viral. Um, now with all your Karen videos, what what was the worst Karen that you found over on you know YouTube or TikTok? Um, I've had like I've had so there's this one Karen, uh, that I could speak of. Um, she uh didn't like. Um, and I'm not a politics person. I don't care what stickers people have on their cars one way or the other. Right. But this Karen, she didn't like that someone had like a, a pride sticker and a BLM sticker on their car. Uh-huh. It triggered her. And she approached this person at, they were at a grocery store and they, there was a big confrontation. And then she started beating this woman up that was filming her. So it was like oh. literally, like literally beat her up. Right. And then her husband came over there and he was about to beat her up too. Like they were like, like really mean. And, uh, um, that went viral. The internet figured out who she was and it turns out she has like a really bad past. That's the thing that made it extra bad. And she had, uh, in the eighties been drunk driving and she, uh, had her baby with her in the car and crashed and she killed her baby and the people she crashed into. And then she didn't do that much time for it and got out. So she's actually a killer. What the heck? Yeah. So that's the worst Karen. It's not necessarily what happened in the video, but it's what you find out afterwards. 
but the what I what I like more than those kinds of Karens because those are kind of like, kind of gnarly stories. I like the funny Karens. Sometimes mm. there's a Karen that is just so funny, and there's one um, called Victoria's Secret Karen. There's a couple of those now. I just did a new Victoria's Secret Karen, uh, but the first one that I did um, it was this woman. She like hit this black lady who was filming her. Like, I don't know what happened beforehand or whatever, but she was like freaking out and she Bleh! and like charged her and did like a little like slap. And then she starts and then she goes and starts having a meltdown because she's like, I just did that on camera to a black lady or something, you know? And of course, dude, like cameras are black people's like best weapon, right? Against injustice now. It's like, so it's, um, uh, they're they're using it they're like black people are waiting for someone to f with them so they're they'll embarrass you on the internet because it's going to go viral so uh i i think the the white girl that hit the black woman realized that instantly that oh man i just hit a black lady on camera like that's going to go viral and then she starts having a meltdown about her life is ruined and and then she like starts chasing the black woman around the store it was really weird uh, <laughs> but it was just really hilarious like uh there she started doing this thing where she was like, eh. and then she's like looking around at all the other. And there, there's a, a, a white lady that was behind her that was like, could you leave her alone? Like to the black woman, the black woman was like, <laughs> hell no, I'm getting this on camera, dude. Like this is for my protection. <laughs> what do you mean? Me leave her alone, dude. She hit me. Right. Because like the camera was looking around like, who's going to feel bad for me? And nobody <laughs> like beyond the one person that said like that simple comment, mm -hmm. uh, nobody did anything. And she realized that nothing is happening. So she's slowly melted to the floor and in slow motion fell and like landed on her purse with her head. And it was like, it was, it's so bizarre. You should look it up. Victoria's secret Karen. What That's earth? my favorite Karen. It's so funny. It's a real situation. There's some funny fake ones out there that are pretty good. Um, staged ones, but that one is a real one and it's so bizarre and hilarious. Those are my favorite, uh, to talk about with Karen's are the funny ones, you know? Mm -hmm. um, or sometimes there's a Karen where it's like you think it's going to be a Karen, but it ends up being a wholesome moment. You know, like um, there was okay. this Karen in a car uh, at a gas station and there's a black dude and this Karen, and she was she was drunk, uh, but she was like, hey, and the dude starts filming. He's like, oh, white lady being crazy. Right. And he pulls out the phone and then she's like, what's that music? And he's like, what, you like my music? And she's like, yeah, can you turn it up? And then it's, he turns up his music and she's like, yeah, right? And uh, <laughs> turns out she was deaf and she liked the bass. Oh. And, she, and she was drunk. But it, oh. the way it's set up, the way it's filmed, right? It's like, oh, we got a Karen coming, but it ends up being a wholesome moment. Those okay. are great, too. I love those. It, if we can laugh at a Karen instead of walk away angry, that's the way I like to make my Karen videos. Mm -hmm. uh, and instead of it getting, like, you kind of get the rage click uh, in an initial engagement, but I take, I like to take the people on a journey and just laugh at it, have some fun with these videos. So you don't walk away feeling so angry after you see it. Cause personally I can't stand watching those types of videos. Uh, yeah. it's kind of funny. That's what I do now. I hate those videos. Like, but I, I like what I make because I make them funny and more enjoyable and it's a better journey. Mm -hmm. So, um, they're they're it's kind of like my own solution the the best way to watch those is just laugh at them so you don't have negative energy in you mm. what is um 
what are you working on next? What's the next big thing for your channel? I know right now you're currently at like 630,000 subscribers over on YouTube. So what what's the next big thing that you feel is going to take your YouTube channel to the next level? Um, well, my first goal is just get to a million. Let's just get there and keep doing what I'm doing. But in the meantime, I'm going to ponder and think I, I'm doing a lot of ideas. Uh, but really, the, the next thing that my channel needs is uh, viral long form videos, which I do have a handful of those. Um, but I don't have any I don't have a single long form that's over a million views. Uh, I do have some that are close. Um, I have many that are uh, above a hundred thousand, but I don't have any long forms that are over a million views. So uh, I need to be able to take the money that I'm earning from shorts and apply that to making better long forms that go further and um, still complement the channel. So I gotta. I'm still trying to figure that one out exactly. Um, but I have a bunch of different ideas, uh, and the way I'm going to get there is by just trying them out over time. Mm -hmm. just, you know, I have a bunch of uh, big, big ideas that uh, could work, and we just try them. So get the, you know, and look at the data, see what it says. Yeah. So there is there any new like I guess short video series that you're starting? I know you got you got the the try not to laugh or the video ends and then you got the whole thing with the Karens and then my videos don't end because if you end it, then you get less watch time. So that's stupid. No, I was talking about with shorts. Oh, you know, I know with shorts, my video doesn't end if I laugh because that's stupid. It hurts your ABD. So those videos are designed to hurt themselves. If you think about it from a statistical standpoint. So mm. if I laugh, I just keep, I want them to watch all the way to the end. So what I do is I put the funniest video that I think is funniest at the end of each video. So if you look in my laugh, you lose comments, but there's always people saying that last one got me, right? Cause I saved it for last. So, oh. so through, okay. You want them to watch If you can do a six, if you can get a 60 second short to go viral, uh, and a 15 second short to go viral, the 60 second one's going to do better because it has more watch time. I see where you're going. Because because YouTube's ultimate goal is to keep users on the site as long as possible. So if there's yeah. a 60 second short that's performing just as good as a 15 second short, the 60 second short is maybe it has a little bit less views. It just has way more watch time. That's going to get pushed further because it's keeping people on the site. And that's what the AI is programmed to the signals it's looking for is how long do videos keep people on the site? Um, right. So so the the laugh you lose or laugh the video ends versions of those that people do it's dumb. Um and I I got a guy that's copying my everything I do in my channel. Uh, -huh. uh and he's doing the laugh you lose but he ends the video when he laughs. I'm like you idiot, you don't know any you're not studying. Is he doing good no. though? No. <laughs> what, like well, okay, so how long has he been like copying you for? Um for like 6 months. And he, well, what? He, and he has less than 4,000 subscribers. So he's just not. Is he doing the shorts and everything too? He's doing exact same thing with shorts. Like literally exact everything. Huh. Yeah. Okay. And he's doing it because he, he was trying to. I got in an argument with this guy. So I keep track of him, right? Oh. Because uh, I was trying to help him. I was trying, uh, you know, I bring people in. I try and help him. Uh -huh. And uh, I'll tell you a story. Here's some juicy drama for the for the show to make it interesting. Mm -mm. Uh, oh, right. I, I, 
I try to look out for the, my peers around me that I feel have skills. You know, it's like, hey, it's just you just need help. You need some some maybe a different perspective on things so you can they can apply it better. And I brought this guy in. I'm like, hey, like, you know, let me help you. And um, when I was trying to help him, uh, uh, he didn't like when I was telling him, like, your your editing is is not quite good enough. You like we got to up that skill. And he he uh, disagreed so much. He's like, dude, I can out edit you. I make way better videos than you. All this stuff. I'm like, OK, but I'm getting like a lot of views on with what I'm making. I'm trying to teach you how to do that. You know, so so there's like the editing is is, uh, you know, it needs to be looked at. And that's where like the whole, I gave him a bunch of great information, but with that one right there, that, that like kind of killed the whole conversation. It took great offense to it. Uh Um, but he, he doesn't get a lot of views. Um, and he doesn't work for anybody as an editor or anything. I I guess he went to school or something. Uh So I think, so his ego is getting in the way of his progress. Right. And, um, uh, uh, at one point I was like, Hey, like if, if I, if we can't g- like move forward past this, then I, I can't keep having the conversation. I, I got to go make videos. Um, you know, so, and then he's, he t- took great offense to that, called me a snowflake and <laughs> left. And then he went on a switch stream, uh, and I went and watched it cause I was curious what he was going to say. And he, and he, he changed the, the way the story went down. Uh, you know, like I, and he's, I don't know. The, the series of events are different in his mind, I guess. But uh, he, he, I have a video of this because just in case I ever need it. He's like, I am going to do exactly what he's doing. I'm going to copy everything on his channel. I'm going to blow up. I was at like 200,000 subs at the time. I'm uh-huh. going to blow up to 200,000 subs and then I'm going to shit on him. And then I was just like, okay, let's see you replicate it then. And he tried, but he, he doesn't. And just in case he ever watches this, I'm not going to reveal what he's doing wrong. Um, other than that one, the laugh you lose thing, but <laughs> oh, uh, damn. oh damn, but he's doing he, a lot more wrong. He, oh, he's doing a lot wrong and he doesn't realize it. He thinks that you just, you just get lucky and you upload a ton of viral videos with your face on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not, that's not what I do. And that's not what built my channel. Um, I think someone, and he also, like uh, one thing that he does wrong, I'll reveal this is that he hates reaction videos. He thinks they're stupid, but he's doing them, but he's doing them because he wants to grow his channel. So that that's what stops you first thing right there. You, you can't hate what you're doing and expect to win at it. And you can't build a whole audience of people who like reaction content and hate reaction content and think that you're going to pivot away from that. Yeah. What on earth is he thinking? He, he's not. <laughs> So, Jeez. but I, I don't say anything. I just, so like I, I'm motive, I'm fueled by that. I like having a, a rival. So I was like, Hey, fuck it. You know, now I have s- someone to beat. I need that. It helps me work harder and smarter and stuff. Hmm. <laughs> no, you know, it's just the, it's not the most positive thing, but, uh, <laughs> no, but you know, I, I need to, I need a, I need rivals. I need people to beat. Uh, I'm very competitive. When I was a small Twitch streamer, zero viewers. Like I was lucky at the at first, but when that game died, I went down to zero viewers on Final Fantasy. So I still had to grow from zero viewers. Uh, and what I did is I just looked at how Twitch works, and I looked at what people were making and what people like. I'm like, okay, so the people are telling us what what they like by watching. Um, it's basically a vote. So you just go on Twitch and you look at the most viewed stuff, and that's what people like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my logic from the beginning is a lot different than a small streamer. They, they think that you do something other than that to get started. But it like like you go find a less popular game. But mm-hmm. like 
that's wrong because if nobody's watching it, then how do you grow? Well, I mean, if nobody's watching it, then why? Like if nobody wants it. Yeah. If they wanted it, they'd watch that game, you know? So if it's a dead game and nobody's watching it, how do you make successful content around that? You got to focus on the, on the stuff that's popular. It's the opposite of what small streamers think. And right. they spread it amongst themselves. It's like like, like a plague. They, they spread so much bad advice amongst themselves. So that's why I, I like doing these things to help people dispel that stuff. I, that's why I have my little creator community. And I just t basically break those things down. It's like, no, go focus on the popular games and come up with a cool idea to break into that game. Mm -hmm. You know, or just do what works already. Like yeah. if you want to be a Warzone creator, start making meta videos. Here's the best loadout. Make good thumbnails. Make a good video around it. Bam. You get, you know, you generate an audience. Hey, I'm live on Twitch. Come over there and bam, you got viewers. Like, you know, nobody wants to do that though. They just want to sit there and play video games and get lucky. Yep. And I see all, I see loads of videos. I swear, whenever I'm scrolling on TikTok of uh, these uh, supposed gurus talking about, you know, how to go viral yeah. and stuff on TikTok. And they're preaching like advice that is like, horrible like mm -hmm. i saw this one the other day where this guy was talking about yeah um if you're growing it, you never want to grow really fast on tiktok you want to grow really slow so you can build up a really tight community did, did you see those people are sorry to interrupt you what he's doing by saying that is telling himself that his failure is okay i was like oh my gosh this, there's something wrong with this guy, <laughs> but yeah, you can keep doing what you're doing. My one of my other buddies, Dominican John, he, I swear, he loves getting into like beef with people, like because he likes speaking his mind. Mm -hmm. So he'll go and you know drop and say what he really thinks about something, and then people get butt hurt. So then they mass report his account. So you know, yeah, yeah. Everyone has their own approach when it comes to responding to people. You know, uh, yeah. most of the time I either ignore it or I respond. Sometimes if I'm ever in the mood, I'll respond very sarcastically or I'll respond to hate comments it, like really, really nicely. Like like I really care about them and then it just throws them off. Yeah. <laughs> so um, but most of the time I just ignore that stuff because that's what I do. It takes up too much time, man. Yep, and not worth it. Not worth worrying about. So like the the guy I was telling you, the rival, right? I don't spend too much time keeping up with it. Uh, I just, uh, it's something that I'm aware that's there. Uh, but the the last thing that I need is to spend a lot of time worrying about what other people are doing. Yeah. So like with that or with negative comments or whatever, it, uh, it needs to take up as little of my time as possible. Um, the, uh, that way because you only have so much energy to give, you know, it's just a waste of, of energy. So bad com. I just delete them. If, if I can, if I could catch them, I just delete them mm. when I'm scrolling through looking at stuff. But there's also a time span. Like once the video has been out long enough, I stop checking the comments, just, you know, so like stuff will end up there and I just don't care. Yeah. That, that happens too. Yeah. So like the, you can't stop them all either. So you just you just kind of like, you know, when the video initially comes out, you. Uh, monitor the first initial comments, try and um, uh, incentivize like upvoting of the positive ones that are about the video and not some stupid thing that someone had to say. Mm -hmm. um, and then anything after that just is buried underneath all those initial comments from the first day.
that's my strat. To kind of to kind of wrap things up here, this is one um thing that I love to ask my guests and is um so let's just say we invite you back onto the podcast like a year from now and you're down and you come on. I like creating, you know, a little piece of like digital um I guess like a digital goal. I I want you to tell me where you think you're going to see yourself a year from now when you come back onto the podcast so we can kind of do a little look back and see if you, you know, if you hit your goal or if you, you know, maybe you underperform, you didn't do as good or maybe you freaking overshot. So where do you think you're going to be a year from now on social media? Uh way bigger. Of course. <laughs> yeah, way bigger. Uh, a million subscribers by August uh, is my projection. And I made mm. that prediction like months ago. Uh, but I'm probably going to beat that if I continue to get more than 100,000 subscribers per month. Mm-hmm. And then um, a year from now, uh, maybe double, maybe a couple million subscribers. And uh, uh, definitely uh, way more profitable long-form content and um i'll i'll definitely be you know bigger on all the different platforms too at least over 100k on like twitter and all that kind of stuff but damn um, okay yeah for sure okay. in about a year because twitter is tough to grow on twitter for that's not you just got to understand it like here yeah. do, do this like find a bunch of high profile people like elon musk mr beast so on and so on for right and put put them uh alerts turn on alerts and then when they tweet something just have something quick and witty to say uh and get good at that and then you can start getting followers that way you know lots of engagement and everything but like, what would that's be just the one purpose, of a million what would be the purpose of doing that uh to to get grow a following of people that want to hear what you have to say I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. I I normally stay off Twitter just because I don't like the whole vibe of Twitter itself. But yeah, that that has zero like place in my logic of being on Twitter. My my logic with Twitter is that it's part of building my business. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I'm only on Facebook because it makes me bigger. You know. Um. So, uh, a Twitter is like a a public forum. It's like a you know like a town square. Yeah. Um, so to not participate in that, uh, it you could definitely 100% not use Twitter and still grow your brand and stuff. It's just um, kind of like what you were telling me uh, the first time we talked privately. Um, you you know you just find all the different ways that you can make money with what you already do. Mm-hmm. Because it, you know, you find you do whatever brand deals and stuff like that, and you find different ways to to pull that off. And if there's a, a way that exists that you can make more money, you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I look at it very. Uh, I, I take the emotional part of, out of the equation because um, if I left that in there, I wouldn't be on Twitter either. I hate it; it's annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm there to participate and have a presence, so I could build a brand there, and uh, and use it for things. What are you at right now on Twitter? like 2k something um it's not i haven't focused on building it that much so uh i have noticed a a a massive amount of engagement comparative to my past by uh this one technique that i'm doing i'll like have a condensed version of a video that i react to on youtube and then in the 
the top comment, I'll pin, hey, if you want to watch the full video, no reaction, just go to this tweet. And I have it uploaded to my Twitter. So I've been doing that, and that's been getting a lot more people. Like, I, th I think I've gotten, like, a thousand new followers that way in the past couple months, mm -hmm. um, which isn't, like, massive or anything compared to the other platforms. But uh, I think that if I continue to do that, plus, you know, other things, like, the, the, the time... I sit down and say, okay, I'm going to grow my Twitter and focus on it with the same intensity as I did my Twitch, my YouTube, my TikToks. Uh, that's, that's when my, t my Twitter is going to get bigger and uh -huh. um, I will, I'll find really good use for that for, for my brand and, and my audience and stuff like that. Okay. I see. Yeah. I see where you're coming from. Um, it's also an intimate way to, to uh, interact with your, your audience as well. So uh -huh. you, being a, a content creator, you want people to have intimate access to, to you, you know, so they get more connected to you. And Twitter is just another tool that helps do that. Just like, like YouTube stories, uh, all my YouTube stories are me holding my phone, talking to it instead uh -huh. of it being like this, it's more personal. I'm like, like I'm sending them a message huh. and, yeah. and they love that. They love it. It's so much. They, they're, they're so intrigued and want to know what's going on in my life. And, uh, so I'm like, okay, if you know, you guys like this, I'll play that role. So I'd give them a little, little pieces of me, uh, every day and the stories and try to do that on Twitter and, and stuff like that. So that's the way I see that tool. Um, no hate on anyone who chooses not to use it, but it, it uh -huh. is useful. Uh, especially if you, um, figure out how to grow, how it works, which just like any platform, there's a way that it works. And yeah. there's techniques like the one I told you, you, just follow a bunch of famous people and be first to comment. You can even have pre-planned like they used to, I used to, I noticed this with Donald Trump, Donald Trump used to tweet stuff and the moment he, or Elon Musk, same thing. When, when these guys tweet things, they have such a big audience that uh, there's people that have automated bots ready to post stuff. The moment yeah. it detects a tweet, it has, it might not have anything to do with what they said. It's just like, bam, here's a thing. And then uh, lots of engagement since like these, these Twitter accounts are so massive. So if you can be one of those top statements or responses, right? Because you're, you were first and it's witty and it's interesting, uh, then you get a lot of following. A lot of people built their po politics accounts on Twitter by, by posting, you know, lefty, righty, whatever, this, that, and the other on, the, you know, whoever's being controversial. and Or you could do it uh, in your space. You know, maybe there's like a bunch of big TikTokers. And you want to, you're big in the TikTok space, so you can try and they're going to have a TikTok audience. So you just, you know, that's just one of many, many, many ways to grow on Twitter, and it could be studied and 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 learned. So that's the way I look at it. So this is why I like talking to you. Uh, uh you make me think a little bit more than good than what I am. So, um, yeah, lots of different ideas always getting thrown around, but, um. Yeah, uh, thank you again so much for coming on to the podcast. I really do appreciate it once again. Yeah, my pleasure, man. It was fun. I love talking content anytime. Hit me up. That's all I want to talk about. I just want to be better. But alrighty, guys, this is pretty much going to conclude today's episode of Chasing the Hustle. Sub to my OnlyFans. <laughs>